This is the official Caps Church Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I'm here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. Hello, hello. Caps fan, as always, we'll be having a Monday, a quintessential Monday official Caps Chirp podcast episode on the Hockey Podcast Network, where we'll be talking about league news, a little week in review. Um, as the Caps went 500 last week, we'll, we'll break down some games and check it out, uh, exactly what went wrong and what went right. And then also, we have, uh, you know, of course, our league news, some weird news, kind of a, not a great uh, news week, I don't think, for the for the NHL. But I think we should just pop some tabs and get into it. What do you think? Yeah, buddy. One, two, three. All right. Well, let's start off with a little bit of a trolling of the NHL. You, you know, as the hockey troll, I fucking love this. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury, who, when he was in... So, I, I'm not a Marc-Andre Fleury fan as much as I want to be. Um, he's hurt us too much. I've been hurt personally by him way too much by the Penguins when he was with the Penguins. Um, though we ended up getting ultimate revenge in Vegas, which was super gratifying to me. Um, I just, you know, I think a lot of his records are, I'll say this. He's a goaltender that is aged like wine and he's not yet vinegar. He's gotten better. He's gotten more consistent. Um, he's a leadership piece on, on the Pittsburgh Penguins, not detracting from his career, but I kind of am in the sense of, I think a lot of what he's doing is going to be longevity based, which is a feat in itself. But I think Marc-Andre Fleur, unfortunately, is going to end as like a, you know, he's going to be in the same conversation as Patrick Waugh, Martin Broder, and Dominic Hasek. And that, I, it, I don't know. I don't know if he belongs there, Polly. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I think he probably does. I mean, Ooh. if he doesn't, he's at least top 10 all time. Yeah. Yeah. Man. I mean, I guess you're right. I mean, you, I, you mean right. I just don't like it. You may be right. I don't like it, but the numbers don't lie. Right. Um, right. Though Jay Fresh, who is a Penguins fan has said on record that Marc-Andre Fleury has won from the bench only. Um, other than that first cup run. So all his Olympic accolades and, and Stanley Cups are primarily from the bench. <clears throat> That's a Penguins fan talking, not me. Uh, so I'm just desperately grasping onto that as he ascends <laughs> in the in, in the records columns. But he did do something fucking awesome here. He had a, he had a mask to wear in honor of the indigenous people during, um, you know, the, uh, the day after Thanksgiving is like indigenous people's appreciation day. Right. Um, I'm not sure if that's the exact nomenclature, but you know, it's the day to honor them and they had a game and he was going to wear a, a mask that was created and painted by an indigenous person. And you know, his wife's indigenous. So he's got, he's got all this, uh, background here and it's just a fucking mask and i think it was only for warm-ups too is that is that do you do you know what i'm talking about Polly? yeah yeah i think it was just warm-ups um because i mean i i don't know why he wasn't gonna wear maybe there's a whole different rules on like 
what helmets you can or can't wear safety wise for the game. But yeah, it was just for warmups. Okay. And then, you know, typically what happens is <clears throat> that type of stuff gets auctioned off and the money gets donated to a really good cause. So, you know, whatever. He, he said he was going to do it and he was like, you know, I might just do it and eat the fine. And then I guess Walsh from the league came out and said, you know, we'll, we'll levy a very, like a much more hardcore fine on the team, hoping that the team would come in and, you know, tell their, tell their goalie, one of their goalies to not do something. Uh, maybe that conversation happened. Maybe it didn't. In any case, Marc-Andre Fleury did wear it during warmups and the NHL has been absolutely silent crickets from the, that, that timeout. You know, if, if you had any fucking nuts and you really believed in this dumb shit, you would fucking instantly find that person immediately following the game. You would, I would, if it was me and I really cared about this thing, I would straight up, I would release this, the fine before the game ended. After warmups, he did it. You're fined. Go ahead, Paul. Yeah. They, um, so far, the, the NHL's 0 for 2 on enacting this policy that they have. Yeah. What a fucking bunch of pussies, for one. And I don't even feel bad that, that they look so stupid because this was such a stupid fucking policy to begin with that, good, you made your bed, you dumb fucks. Like, enjoy it, sit in it, lay in it. You had, there was no reason to step into this fray. And they absolutely did so. Just and, and they stepped into the frame for the fray butt ass naked. So you know, if you get shot up out there, man, like that's on you. They cannot control this shit. I think that they've found that they can't control this shit. If they were big men, they would come out and say, Okay, you're right. Not a great not a great policy. Let's fucking open the floodgates again. Because players are gonna want to do this. They've shown that they want to, and fans like it. And and it's just <clears throat> this is why I say that the only reason that the NHL is going to succeed is because the product on the ice is top-notch. It's never been better. It's an incredible product that the NHL has. It has nothing to do with the marketing. I mean, the management's okay, I guess, but if Bettman wasn't such a cuck, he'd probably have got us $20 billion on that on that TV deal. Like, I can't, you know, any of these deals that they're making with these high-powered execs is nowhere near good enough for me. Um with the product that I know that we're selling it, that the NHL, we, the, not, not we, but that the NHL is selling at a fucking discount. So honestly, <clears throat> and you know, it's really easy for me to be just a fucking schlub on a podcast, a fan of the NHL, watching them completely shit the bed night in and night out with every announcement that they make. But I'm kind of sick of it in, you know, I'm invested in the league emotionally and uh, I just want it to be over and I just think that it's funny that these NHL players are just unzipping their pants, pulling out their dicks, and just fucking wagging it at the NHL. And the NHL is powerless and willless to do anything about it. Yeah, I mean, they really expected, we're going to say this and they're going to do it because we said so. Yeah. So, and you know what? If you're one of those fans, it's like, you know, rah. Hockey needs to stay out of politics and whatever. Like, that's fine. Then don't fucking watch it. Like, I, I don't... People are allowed to do whatever the fuck they want to do. And it can... and But, you know, they aren't. 
free of any of the social backlash that could happen. Um, I think that most of the young fans and that are young NHL fans, which you know are very important, getting growing, growing the segment is really where you want to be. You want to be with the young people because um, obviously they have a. I mean, just numbers and sense wise, young people who become fans at a young age typically have a higher lifetime value than a 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 year old who's getting into hockey. Simple as that. So to, it just, it blows my mind. This is a fucking, this has turned into a rant at this point, but, uh, dumb as shit, the NHL, if they had any balls, which they don't, they would just say, okay, look, we're not, we're done dealing with it. The players have spoken. We are a league of the players and the fans and we think that we should just let it go. But no, there's too many, too many, like, I guess, boomers out there that are still bitching, you know, but fuck them. You, those older, if, if it is an older demographic, and it may not be, but if I'm, if I'm to stereotype it, it seems like it's probably an older demographic. They are worth less to the NHL from a business standpoint than a young, play, a young fan. So, I don't know. Pick, pick your, pick your poison here, NHL. You've picked wrong. You, if you were picking your poison NHL up until this point, you'd be dead a thousand times over. <clears throat> yeah. Even if your poison was like a half a sip of beer. <laughs> right. <laughs> mm. Yeah. The DHL. I think it's great. I think it's funny. Yeah, it is. I hope so, they keep sticking it to them. Absolutely. Yeah. Me too. I mean, continue it. I mean, it's and <clears throat> I don't know. I don't. The Wild are also in a in a in a pretty big stretch of losses right now. I think they're stacking up seven losses in a row, so it's not great. But you know, putting the team in an awkward position, I don't think really helps either party. You know, and the t- and hopefully the team is smart enough to understand. Like, if we go either way on this. We're fucked. So we might as well just pay the fine and not say anything. You know, say we're behind our players. Yeah. And maybe even Flurry offered to pay the fine. Yeah. Flurry offered to pay his personal fine for sure. So he's just ready to eat it. Yeah. He's got the cash. Yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> and I just hope that I hope that there's no doubling down by the league. Like, okay, well now the fine's like two million dollars. Yeah, that'd be intense. And they could do that, but that would be the dumbest shit ever. I mean, they'd just be doubling down on bad policy, and no one likes to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes you just have to come back to the bench and say, my bad, boys. <laughs> when you don't, you get absolutely fucking ass-chewed to the point of quitting. <laughs> yeah, um, so... Time will tell. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. Well, moving on. Corey Perry is stepping stepping away from the Blackhawks indefinitely. There's been some drama around his, I think, playing time, um, or I don't know. I mean, it's a veteran on a team that, you know, has Bedard. I, I just I, – I can't bring myself to give enough of a fuck about the Blackhawks to really delve into this deeper. So I saw that – I saw the, the blurb that he's stepping away, and – Okay, hopefully everything's okay with him and his family, and he's he's okay, and, and we'll go from there, I guess. 
speaking of a player stepping away, Samuel Gerard has entered the player assistance program. He had said that anxiety and depression, severe anxiety and depression, has pushed him to abuse alcohol, um, or at least that's you know um, what he's what he's citing uh, in a quote that was given out by his agent from him. So you know, with the player assistance program, like he didn't have to come out and say anything like that. It's kind of cool, I think, that he did. Uh, you know, to let the fans know like what what the deal is and what he's going through. I think that's important. And then. Um, you know, he's going to get paid and, and he'll be a player when he comes back. He just has to complete the program. Uh, and, you know, no details are really required. That's one cool thing about the NHL is that I think that's one part of the league that they've done right is that if you need help of any sort, mental, you know, beyond, you know, physical ailments like injuries, mental injuries, substance abuse, things like that, they have a program for for you and, and it's uh, completely, you know, um, private you can just go in and, and figure it out and then come back out if you'd like yeah absolutely this is um the uh, like you said this is one of the best things they've ever done um wishing all the best to sam he uh he's a great hockey player he he definitely gets the the fans in colorado excited with his play and um you know, hopefully he gets the help he needs effectively and uh, looking forward to seeing him back. Absolutely. And and he was a guy that before Makar, he, he jumped into the scene before Makar. And watching the Avalanche go through their rebuild and watching Sam Gerrard, I was like, man, this guy's going to be a piece. Like that guy, that guy's good. Good defenseman, um, offensive as well. You know, he has a good split. Uh, of course, being a Makar is once in a generation for sure, uh, if not more. And having him be kind of a, I mean, if you have Sam Gerrard on your third pairing, I think that your your defensive core is in pretty good shape. Yeah, for real. Um, so, again, wishing the best of luck to him. There have been some injuries. Taylor Hall, big one, out uh, the rest of the season for the Blackhawks with a, with a knee surgery. So he's done for the season. Um, again, a big piece. I wonder what the Blackhawks are going to be doing through trade deadline and things like that. But, again, I really – don't give a fuck. I don't give enough of a fuck. I can't. So there's there's that. Um, hoping the best for Taylor Hall in a, in a speedy recovery in, in his career. But not a very bright, <laughs> bright shining uh, feel-good news segment for the NHL this past week. Polly, what do you think? No, no. Um, not, a, not a whole lot to be thankful for in this slate of news. Exactly. But speaking of being thankful, I did put out a troll poll on the Caps Chirp Twitter, at Caps Chirp, and it is about Thanksgiving. The poll states, if I can load it, I want to get it uh, 100% right. This week's troll poll, which you're about to take a ride on, baby. What's the more douchey Thanksgiving sports tradition? The turkey trot or running a marathon after Thanksgiving dinner or during Thanksgiving or the next day after or washed up backyard football either the day of Thanksgiving, the day before, the Friday before or Sunday after, right? Or, I mean, whatever. Like, you know what I'm talking about, I think, right, Polly? Yeah. Yeah. So this one didn't give it, get it as much love as my initial one uh, about Charlie Lindgren. Uh, only 22 votes, but unreal results, okay? Unreal results. 
a 50-50 split straight down the middle. So both of these activities are incredibly douchey. I think that we can agree on this. Oh, can I be the tiebreaker? Because I didn't vote. Well, there's a couple caveats, and I'm about to read. Um, <clears throat> at Vern It Up, uh, he said, Damn it, I voted wrong. I meant to vote for running. Give your nuts a tug, bud. It's just a it's just a button click. Like I get it, but you know, figure it out. Next time on the troll poll, we expect better. Um He so he voted for running. So he has running. I'm hundred percent voting for the football game. Polly, you would be the tiebreaker. Yeah, and it's absolutely the turkey trot. Oh my god, it is not more... Okay, alright, alright. Well, let me read the other comment. Michaela Francis brings up an incredible point, and this is this is really the, ba- the, the, the thesis of my argument. I say football only, and at Holt Beast Mode 70, uh, I say football only because people, mostly guys, can show off their dominance, LMAO. Think Wedding Crashers with Owen Wilson and Bradley Cooper. Also... Crab cakes and football, it's what Maryland does. Uh, you know, she must be a Marylander. Sorry for your loss. Um, and I, would, to which I replied, nothing better than a bunch of never-has-been non-athletes out there going as hard as they possibly can just to flex. And then she added, ha, 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 no refs to regulate. And this is this is what I see when I see people taking pictures and talking about their their backyard football game or their their whatever turkey bowl turkey that they end up that they end up playing you know it's a bunch of washed fat dudes who were never has-beens maybe they started in varsity high school football but guess what millions of people do that every fucking day and during football season okay you're not somebody okay you may be better than your cousin and his fucking cousin i don't know you may be better than your cousins and your siblings, but that does not make you anyone in life. And I, and so, because I think that the running, if you're a runner, you've accepted that the douchiness is, is part of running. Like if you run and you enjoy it, kind of a douchey thing that's, and I, I trust me, I wish I was somebody who would love to run. Uh, I am not clearly by my fluffy physique. If you, if we would say that. (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh but i've done my fair share of running i understand you know when people get that runner's high like that's great but you know it's something that i could never really achieve on a consistent basis so tell me why you think that running is is the more douche but but they have a dedication and, and a solitary dedication and and when you run these things like even finishing in the top 100 sometimes is pretty cool uh you know, winning it is, is a whole, wow, that's even incredible, more incredible. But with the marathon thing, like, or I mean, with the running uh, 3K or whatever, like you're just trying to be healthy, whereas there's really no athletic action taking place in the backyard football. Well, I think the backyard football is better because, um, you know, it gives you a chance to have some fun with people you care about. I have not had a competitive turkey bowl game since I was in high school. Since then, it's throwing the ball around with the younger cousins or the nephews, just having a good time. So that's what I think of when I think turkey bowl. But let me ask you this. 
during a turkey bowl? Has someone taken it a little too seriously? Well, yeah. I mean, I think you're going to get that in any competitive fashion. But the, the, that's the thing. Like, at least in running, like a like a, a 3K or a 5K or whatever, that, that's true competition. They, like, you've come, you've paid some money, you're going to go and see how you place. With, with Turkey Bowl, it's just a bunch of fucking losers out there tossing the fucking ball around. For it's about pride rights. and bragging rights with all those people you share DNA with. Yeah, right. They're all fucking losers just like you, even more so because you share their DNA. Well, you got to be the best somewhere, right? <laughs> hey, you know what? Success is, is all about perspective, I guess, right? Exactly. <laughs> but, all right. I would just say that that the perspective of somebody who plays a turkey bull and takes real pride in that is like just the lowest benchmark and, and lowest lowest benchmark to stumble over, I'd say. Lower than being a Penguins fan. No, no, no. But there are Penguins fans who do that, which makes them negative. You know, they're negative in the, in the coolness <laughs> factor. It's just, it's, it's, they are, they are times one million douchey, negative points scored in life. You know, it's just, it's, it's, it's not, I, I don't, I know, I don't understand it. No, I do understand it. And I understand why people would do that and for brag rants and all that. But, you know, I don't know. Give your nuts a tug. I don't know. I, <laughs> I'd i say, honestly, the biggest reason I voted for um, running is because I hate running. Right. Me too. I hate that too. But it, again, at least like these people are competing in an actual sanctioned event in which has, they everybody is kind of on the same page that like we're just going to go get an exercise in and hopefully I'll be competitive enough to win. And, and obviously they're going to be trying to be competitive and some aren't. Whereas the turkey bowl game is like rolling around in mud, like pigs and shit. <laughs> it's do or die, baby. <laughs> Dude, and see, I knew you would be on, uh, I knew the way that you would be voting. So either way, incredibly close. I thought that, I thought that running would get absolutely steamrolled here as the most douchey post Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving tradition. You thought they would like they would be voted the highest? Yeah, yeah. I thought that they were gonna they were gonna be voted the most douchey by like a 75-25 split. Well, turkey bowls seem to be a little out of fashion these days. So you probably have more people who actually run than play the turkey bowl. That that is valid. That could be. That could be. Uh, all right. Well, Caps fans, we do have to pay the bills here. Thank you for voting. I'll be, this is our kind of newish segment that, that we've been doing. And, you know, if you don't know, just follow at Caps Chirp, vote in my weekly troll poll and, you know, try not to get too excited when you're taking the ride. But something that you can get too excited about is DraftKings Sportsbook. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Tons of different things that you can bet on. A lot of fence bets, you know, things like uh, parlays. I don't know. Um, this is a big thing now where you bet three uh, teams to win if you get them all. Low cost, low low in, high reward. 
So check those out. There's a bunch of other um, derivatives as well that you can bet on, which is great. Download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can bet 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook and official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Avoid in Toronto, Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL seal to register trademarks of the NHL Hockey League or the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. Sign up. Use code THPN. Thank us later. And there's also Raycon, our on and off sponsor, whom we love very much. It may be too early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. Why not take care of it now before the crowds and packed calendars make shopping a total nightmare, especially when you can get some of the best deals of the season well before Black Friday. You can shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off because their early Black Friday sale is going on now. Raycon made a name for themselves in the audio space with products like their everyday earbuds known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features like a 32 hour battery life and perfect inner fit for all day wear and lasting comfort. This year, they expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon PowerTech. The five-star reviewed Magic 180 cable allows you to charge iOS, micro USB and type C devices eight times faster with 100 watt power delivery. Their Faucet Filter Ultra filters the water in your tap against chlorine heavy metals. It's a must-have for ensuring the water you use to wash your face and brush your teeth is actually clean. Raycon is known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features at half the price of other premium tech brands. It's no wonder their products have racked up tens of thousands of five-star reviews. To get everyone in the holiday shopping spirit a bit early, Raycon is currently offering 20% off everything on their site with select products up to 50% off. So beat the crowds and save now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. Hurry now to buyraycon.com slash THPN. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. All right, Paulie. You want to talk about the caps? Yeah, buddy. All right, in this week's Washington wraparound, <clears throat> you know, man, I don't know about you, but they keep going back to the Backstrom bucket and and keep kind of interviewing and asking the question, and of course they should be, but it's depressing every time. You know, um, McClellan came out and said Backy did it on his own terms, and he was going to, you know, try to take it serious, and, and of course he did, um, but... <clears throat> it just sucks to think of this team without Nick Backstrom. It really does. It's uh, a changing of the guard I'm not ready for. I know. And, I mean, every time, you know, the whole thing was like he was going to end his career around Ovechkin. And, 
it just is not the case, which sucks because he's definitely a player who loves the game and has been dedicated for so long. And, you know, I don't know. I, we shouldn't harp on it as well because it's just going to make me cry. Yeah, um, stop it. Yeah. Okay. Well, on the 22nd, we played Buffalo. It was a 4-3 to three overtime win. And an absolute gut check against a uh, Eastern Conference opponent. Love that. First half was really back and forth with Buffalo, I think, getting a slight edge in chances. Though the Caps did have a couple of really good rush opportunities. They were just funneling pucks to the net early in the frame, which was awesome to see. Ovi followed the guy to the net and lost his point, and Paterka buried it <clears throat> to start off the scoring. But the Caps' counterpunch was some young wiener... Uh, Benson, when they were counterpunching, when this this fucking guy, dude, does the Lemieux move between the legs on Kemper after getting a lucky bounce and retaining possession. I mean, maybe it wasn't so much of a lucky bounce. He pushed the puck kind of through somebody's legs and was first on it um, and just didn't get the puck stripped from him, kind of overskated it and just roofed it Bardowski on, on Kemper. And that pissed me off, you know. That's his first goal in the NHL. Young guy. He's uh I just I don't know. The the old person, old old school hockey fan in me is yelling in the TV like fucking kill this guy now. Uh, I mean if I was on that ice that's how I'd be feeling. <clears throat> yeah. Um I think it's a showboat goal. It was impressive it was. Uh but again, I just wanted to see somebody fucking bury this kid. Not hurt him. But, you know, take him off his skates, show him, you know, hey, great goal, and here's your reward, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> with two minutes left, though, uh, Greenway started a fight with Wilson for hitting a guy in the neutral zone. Pretty clean. Clean hit by T- St. Thomas here. Uh, at first, they weren't going to give uh, Buffalo the extra, but they then got together. All the Zebras got together and decided that they deserved it, and they did. Um it was definitely an instigator penalty or a roughing. Uh, Wilson at this point, I mean, it was a clean hit, and Wilson was not looking to fight. Greenway started it, and as per the rules, I think that that's a pretty easy call. Why it took these idiots five minutes to figure out is a whole other thing. Yeah, for real. I mean, uh, and you could see Greenway kind of like um, start to regret it during the fight. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, I don't think any big... I think Wilson landed one or two blows. I think Greenway, he he got shrugged off a couple. But, you know, hey, Greenway's a big heavyweight, and he can put the puck in the back of the net. I was hoping the Caps would take a look at him before he signed with Minnesota. I like his style of play, and I like that he's an offensive threat as well. A good two-way player who's offensively able to finish, but will also bang and fight i like that and i thought that yeah i mean i like it too i just think when he was tangled up you could see he was ultra focused because it was tom wilson yeah yeah i mean uh tom wilson's really only been beaten by ryan reeves and that was maybe once and i can't think of another fight that i didn't end in what would be considered a draw or tom st thomas getting the the upper hand in big ways Yeah, it's definitely less than five. Yeah. So I would say, I'd say Tommy barely edged there. 
barely edged out the win on the fight just because he landed a couple more blows. Uh, he he caught Greenway once clean, and, and I think that was kind of, uh, you know, it wasn't enough to stagger him or anything, but he, he got him clean. He felt it. Um, but other than that, you know, it was pretty much a draw. Uh, in the second, TJ Oshie finally, finally got the monkey off his back and buried one after a five-on-three in the ensuing five-on-four. Uh, Buffalo, though, got the lead back. It became a battle of attrition, uh, which was cool to see the Washington Capitals in. You know, who's going to make the first mistake? Who's going to who's gonna give it up first? It, and, and with the goalie pulled, St. Thomas uh, was found in the slot and wasted no time firing it on net to force the Caps into overtime. And, uh, you know, in the OT, it was intense, again, back and forth, and each team had their chances, but with three seconds left, Strom went down on a two-on-one with Milano, looked him off, called his own number, and absolutely buried it short side. Love to see it. I think it appeared, uh, like, when I saw the play, I was like, mm, selfish. Uh, <laughs> because that's, you know, that's my thing. Uh, especially since I'm always the one on defense, like, watching the play happen. But I think it was the right play, and it was awesome. I don't think that – I think that if Strom were to try – because Milano had a guy back-checking him hard. If Strom were to try to thread the needle there, it would have been an absolute perfect saucer pass right on Milano's tape. And I don't think he had that angle. I think he – I think that the play developed too quickly. And for him to just look, 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 and then just fire it and win it, there was only three seconds left anyways – you you want to get that shot on net rather than a possible you know biff it into the corner right? Um, great win, I thought Kemper was solid. Yeah, I mean, as for that play, I feel like it's been instilled in hockey that a two on one you have to pass basically, but you know defensemen take that angle away. So if you have a two on one. I'd say at least half the time it's just as uh, correct a decision to shoot as it is to pass, and obviously it was correct there. Absolutely, and you know you're right. I think that it's like it's it's drilled into you as you play. Like you know you want to move the goalie, it gives you a better shot. Don't be selfish with the puck. But if you have five odd man rushes and get zero shots on that, it's looked at as an absolute fa- embarrassing failure. Yeah. Then they say, why didn't you pass it? Or why didn't you shoot it? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, like I said, I think it was it was obviously the right play and honestly a pretty headsy play by Strom to just hold on to it, bury it, you know, give the misdirection of Milano creating space for him and uh, at least grabbing the goalie's attention because the goalie does cheat to Milano's side. He thinks that the, the play is going over and that's what opens up uh, Stromer to, to get that just really nice release low Above the pad, below the below the catcher, right in short side. Beauty, absolutely. I love fucking Dylan Strom. I think Dylan Strom. I've said it, you know, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Dylan Strom is going to have a career year this year. He's going to hit all time highs in his career this year, and and I don't think the tops in. I think next year he goes even higher. So I love to see this development, and and I, I love to see Dylan Strom just light it up. Um, Kemper played a solid game and honestly beyond just like the individual contributions of this of of all the players on this team man i mean the caps have have shown this brilliance in the past in the sense of bend don't break right 
absorb some stuff that a high-powered offense, you know, Buffalo is one of the youngest teams in the NHL. We've got a ton of young talent, guys who are speedsters. They can definitely t- burn you um, just on the on the physical speed game. And I think the Washington Capitals showed a lot of good system play and a lot of great defensive play. And then Kemper bailed him out when he, when he, he needed to. And the Washington Capitals claw back from being down almost the entirety of the game to win it in OT. You love this is the type of stuff. You know, it shows a lot of resilience. It shows, you know, this is what playoff teams are made of. I'll say that. Um, I'll even say that I know it's not game 21, but I wish we, after this game, I wished we were at game 21. Yeah. Feeling a little antsy. I am. I am. I want to make, I want to think that this, that this is real, but I already, I know I'm deep inside, deep inside uh, my plums that this is not real. This is not the Washington Capitals yet, though they are showing promise. Um, back to Benson, who played the rest of the game. He took a few licks, though. The boys took notice, and, you know, he got hit a couple times. Um, you know, I think if, if, if Mick Michael did this to anyone on the Caps, we'd be gassing them up so hard. It would be, you know, doing the between-the-legs, Lemieux move. If it was McMichael, this is 100% a biased take, and I'm unapologetic about it. Like, this has nothing to do with actual hockey or anything. This is just pure homer hatred. Well, yeah. When it's your guy, it's great. And when it's not, you want to bury him. <laughs> Simple. Exactly. Exactly. So, I I fully know that I'm not being objective here. Well, that's a great gutsy win. Then Thanksgiving happens, and everybody's kind of hungover. And, and Paul, you didn't mention this on the last pod when this game was actually taking place, but it was a matinee, 3, 3 p.m. game, right? Yeah, yeah, 3 p.m. game. On the 24th um, versus Edmonton. Say, yeah, 24th versus Edmonton. Uh, I will say, uh, you know, I put it out there that I was going to be there and no one tweeted at me to come say hi. So, you know, you know, reality check, I guess. Yeah, you're um, nobody. Yeah. Yeah, okay. and it was and not that I expected it, but there was hope. There was hope. <laughs> well, yeah. Caps fans, you motherfuckers, please, next time Paulie makes his way to Chinatown, please buy him a beer. I mean, I'll Venmo you it. Dude, you know what I should have done? <clears throat> I should have found like some, it would have been hilarious if I found like a supermodel or something and hired her to go and, and, and be like, Oh, you must, you're Polly Cupcakes, right? <clears throat> I would have paid at least $200 to do that. You're ridiculous. <laughs> what would you have done? What would you have done if the supermodel was like, oh my God, you're Polly Cupcakes? Can I, I mean, buy you a drink? I probably would have, I, I would have talked to her, maybe took a picture, and it would have made me feel good about myself. Okay. Okay. It's a very political answer. And then when I found out that it wasn't real, I would hate you for the rest of our existence. You would be shattered. Because it could, it could be anyone. It, it just if you, if you faked me out with any kind of paid for fan and made me feel good about myself, that would that would break me. <laughs> all right, all right. I won't do that. Noted, noted. I that obviously now it's it's past i always get these flashes of brilliance after the situation has is passed so 
Yeah, there's no pressure. Yeah, timing is everything, right? Yeah. So you were so, at the game, and how was it? Uh, well, what the fuck is yeah. how I say, you know? Um, the I mean, the experience was great. Um, you know, very few teams that I root for in sports am I around the home team. So most pro and college sports I've gone to, I've been an away fan. This is my second time in Capital One, which the first time was in 2013 when they played the Avs. Had a Caps hat, Avs jersey on. I was just there hoping both teams had fun. <laughs> um, and the Caps did lose that game. So I'm now 0 for 2 in, in the arena. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, the, the, the fans are great. It's a great stadium. It even though they got smacked, it was awesome to be there. Um, you know, the Caps never looked good in this game. Not for one second, in my opinion. Um, I feel like it's there's a combination of a few factors that put them, you know, in the disadvantage to start the game. First of all, it was a matinee. Uh, another thing is, I think, a bit of an emotional letdown after that big win on Wednesday. And then I think there's a big advantage for away teams in this situation because all the Caps are at home. They had their Thanksgiving with their families. They were relaxed, whatever. Hockey probably wasn't on their mind, whereas Edmonton, I assume because I don't think the NHL allows travel on holidays. They probably got into Washington on Wednesday, and then they're on a road trip with the boys. There is no time in your hockey career that you are more focused than on a road trip with your team. Yeah. It's hockey, meals, bullshitting, but you're you're together. You, you become cl- – like, those trips are always something that bonds the team, and – uh, having that kind of energy compared to where the caps were sitting at probably mentally what you know what I would think was definitely a big disadvantage for the caps but you know even with all those excuses I mean this was still this was egregious I mean the caps were moving in slow motion compared to the oilers they just couldn't get anything going actually one of the guys sitting by me was like uh, someone said, like, where's McDavid? And they were like, well, just find the guy who's skating faster than everybody else. <laughs> and at that time, McDavid picked up the puck and just zipped through everyone. You're like, well, there he is. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, they just couldn't get anything going. The Oilers played a much better hockey game. I really didn't think Lindgren played that bad, even though he let up five goals. I think he was kind of kind of hung out the dry a few times. And the worst part of this game was seeing Ovi score and have it instantly called off. Yeah. Off the faceoff there. You know, give it a little touch of life. And, and you know, with the Edmonton Oilers, being down 5 nothing is not an unattainable mountain to, to fucking climb. You know, I mean, yeah. the Oilers have been notoriously bad in their own zone. They've had notoriously shaking, shaky... Uh, uh, goaltending. I, I think that, and, and, you know, getting stomped like this, obviously, the Edmonton Oilers are not in a playoff position right now, which doesn't 
mean anything, I don't think, this early in the season. But yeah. it's Canadian media, it's the Edmonton Oilers, it's Mick Jesus, Connor McDavid, right? You know, and Dreisaitl, and you have the two like highest scoring guys in the league on your team, and you know, expectations are are you know up to your tits, and and <clears throat> I just don't, you know, obviously there's a lot of pressure on them. And if there was any situation, if if you said, if you said, okay, a, any team in the NHL, no matter who they are, is playing bad, they need a turnaround game. Who do they play? I say the Washington Capitals the day after Thanksgiving on a matinee. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, that, at in DC, in DC as well. They have to be at home. Yeah, you're right. I mean. The guys maybe had too much turkey, too much food, too much booze, you know, weren't playing guilty enough maybe. Or maybe they didn't have enough of it, you know. Maybe they weren't playing guilty enough. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, the OV goal getting called off, that sucked. Uh, I'm glad you had a, a good experience at the game, though. I mean, it's it's an awesome electric environment, right? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> they were, uh, you know, the crowd was relatively quiet given the game circumstances, but to start the game, there was a lot of excitement. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it, it's a great atmosphere. Um, you know, and another thing that happened in this game, Oshi got hurt, um, and he's still hurt as of right now. Yeah, um, I'm not sure if he's going to make the trip out west or not, but that was uh, yeah. He he gets Oshi gets his first goal of the season on Wednesday, and then gets hurt. Kind of kind of felt like Mantha situation yeah taking it to the face after scoring two goals if the caps didn't have bad luck they'd have no luck at all yeah yeah right and alexiev um, also took an awkward spill that looked like his shoulder but i do think that he took the trip to the west coast so he may be day-to-day he may be game time decision but he's still he's still okay and and honestly i feel comfortable with the depth of the defensive core right now for the washington capitals it does hurt to see Oshi get on the score sheet and then immediately get dinged up. So that's, that's always tough. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you know, I just want to give a shout out to the DC slash DMV slash Nova boys that I was hanging out with. Uh, Chris, Kevin, Mark, Blake, Dylan, Joe, Zach, and Jeff, you know, between, uh, hanging out at the game, becoming new listeners when they found out they were going to hang out with me at the game. And uh, showing this long-distance cap fan a good time in D.C. I uh, appreciate you, boys. Had a good day. Did, did they listen to it before they, they hung out with you? Yeah. Oh, did they? Did they like it? Yeah. Yeah, they did. Um, you know, I, I went with my wife's cousin. Well, three of her cousins. Um, but the, the majority of the, the group was friends with her cousin, Chris. He's the one who organized everything. Um, but he told them that I did the pod. And so they, you know, they, they did a, a few of the last couple episodes and, uh, they were really excited to see some of the guest spots we've had, like Oli and Carl. Oh yeah. Yeah. Those are old school. We got to see if those guys will come back. But, uh, but yeah, I've been, once I, once I signed you, bro, I was like, okay, I'm going to be lazy about trying to, get some interviews going, but we do owe people interviews. So we should be, I should eventually key that in. Well, we don't really need big time with me back on the show, right? That's true. That's true. We got probably fucking cupcakes, baby. 
Uh, awesome, man. I'm glad you had a good time. Any good food stories? You know, you, you know me. I love food, so I love to hear what people ate. What anything good? You said well, you ate pizza at one point. Yeah, uh, I have no idea. Hold on, maybe I maybe I do have it here. Give me one sec. We it was um it was a Detroit style pizza. You know, it's a square pizza and it was thick. Um, the restaurant. Uh, Ivy, some okay. No, Ivy Coney Diner dinner. Uh, yeah, Ivy Coney. Yeah, Ivy slash Coney. I think is what it is. Um, it's uh had a, a nice Chicago style dog, and a Detroit pizza. Hell yeah! And, where um yeah. and you did you still don't really know where you were staying? Did you did you guys crash at uh your buddy's apartment? Yeah, yeah. So it was it was all uh, downtown. So it was it was convenient. We had places to go and didn't have to pay for an Uber. So that was oh, good. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Awesome. All right. Well, Capstans. I mean, overall, Polly. You know, it's a one in one. We went five hundred. Which means I thought, you won. Oh, what's that? Didn't you say one in one? I did. What what would what'd you say though? I did didn't that's what I said. You won. Yes, thank you. That's what I was looking for. Oh, I did oh. win. I did win. Um though I did have it reversed. I thought that we were gonna smoke Edmonton. I didn't realize it was a matinee, so that would have definitely I would have probably I sh- if I knew it was a matinee, I would probably have said we would have gone 0 2. I love to see that the boys pulled out that win against Buffalo. And you know, you're gonna have a handful of burn the tape. Uh, games and I think that the Edmonton one is one of them you know uh, the guys came out and said that they were going to be you know they were hard on themselves I think Um, but it's not the end of the season you know Edmonton is much better I think than their standings say they are at least right now and if you sleep on them they're going to ring you up for goals for sure Uh, you know and when you're out there putting in you know, half the amount of goals that the other t- or shots on net that the other team is going to put in. Uh, it's not a great recipe for success generally, uh, <clears throat> especially not with this Washington Capitals team. So, OV goals. Uh, I won. You said we were going to go two and zero. You were a little full of yourself, I think, and yeah. uh, and took the L this week. This may be the first time I've actually won outright in in the in the four weeks that we've done it. I think it is. Yeah, well, how's that taste? <laughs> well, enjoy it while it lasts. Okay, all right. Um, Ovi goals, I said two, you said three, zero, right? Yep. That's that's a, that's a fucking travesty. That's unfortunate. We both lose that one, and everyone actually collectively loses when that happens. So, no bueno there on the Ovi front. But next week, Caps fans... West Coast trip ha- has begun. Now, the Caps have really only played like a couple away games, and they've been East Coast. Um, this is the first game that Carberry this, – this is the first big road trip that Carberry is going to be there with and managing the team. This is the first, uh, like we talked about earlier in the episode, bonding moment on the road for the, for the Caps. They're going to sunny California. I'm sure it's going to be a huge upgrade in weather. Maybe guys are going to go out, hit the links, but it is quite a 
a busy, busy uh, road trip, so they probably won't have time. On the 27th, we've got four games this week after having two games the previous two weeks, so it's definitely trial by fire. The 27th, we've got San Jose. The 29th, L.A. Turnaround back-to-back the 30th, Anaheim. And then on the 2nd, we have Vegas. Now, three of these teams are not bad. You know, L.A., Anaheim, and Vegas are all pretty good. L.A. is pretty good this year. They were last year as well. Anaheim, I think, is fake news. Um, but, you know, they're, it's a team in the NHL. They could beat you at any given night, just like every other team in the NHL if you let them. And uh, San Jose is kind of a dumpster fire, but, you know, let's hope that, uh, God, you know, I'm not even, no, you know what? I'm not even going to put it out there in the universe. We're going to beat San Jose 100%, and we're going to make sure that they get hopefully under eight wins this entire season. That would be incredible, though I think they're pretty close to not to breaking that that threshold. So let's, let's, the Caps need to do their part to lose their spot as the worst season in NHL history uh, to the San Jose Sharks this year by beating them. So I think that that's going to be a thing. I think the Washington Capitals go three and one. Oh, nice. And that is a very pause. I am, I've reverse karma them all season. This right now we're, by the way, game 20 is against Anaheim on the 30th. So, the Vegas Golden Knights are the first game in which I'm taking them 100% serious. The, the wow. I'm glad that the Caps have done what they've done now, but the real team starts now. And it'll be the last game of the homes, the big home, or I mean the big road trip to, L, to, to California. So <clears throat> if the Washington Capitals can pull off a win against Vegas, you know, I'm loving it. So... I think we drop one of these games, but I think that we go three and one. I think we're going to two one and one. Okay, Paulie. Sick, dude. You couldn't just and be three and one with me. Couldn't be three and one with me. All right, fine. No, no, I can't. All right, fine. Ovi goals. I think he gets four. Four. Nice. Yeah, I got two. I, okay. All right. I think Ovi is going to have a explosion, a goal explosion. That would be, you know, what would be really cool is if he had fifteen goals on this trip. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so sick. No, you know what? I'm fully in. I'm fully in. And I'm positive vibes only. Hockey Troll is on the positive vibe. This is once in a season, folks, that you're going to get this type of attitude from me. Hundred percent optimist right now. Hundred percent optimist on Ovi goals. Three and one record. We come back, and then it's time to decimate the rest of the league, baby. Then it's 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 it, this is the real deal now. Preseason, my preseason benchmark will be passed in on the second in December, and then hopefully we have another incredible December and can push that momentum into January, February, March, April, May, and then we're lifting a cup. Simple yeah, as that. Exactly. Yeah, just like that. Just do that. Do the hockey troll thing, and we win. Yeah. (laughs) Overwhelming optimism and positive vibes only. All right. Yeah. Check back in next week. Absolutely. Yeah. Well. (laughs) Okay. I'm not even gonna put. I'm no. I'm not even gonna naysay. I'm not even a devil's advocate like I normally do. No. The Washington Capitals are going three and one. We're gonna fucking kick ass on this road trip, and 
you know, even if game 21 is like a, a close loss or an OT loss, I'll take it. Yeah, especially if they go three and one and then lose the fourth game, you know, there's got to be a little bit of uh, context to it, right? Yeah, there's a silver lining there, right? Yeah. As long as they don't get absolutely stomped like 10 to zero. Yeah, that would be bad. Yeah. All right. All right. Caps fans, really busy week. I'm pumped for it. I've, I've been, I mean, I feel like the Caps have had a, a slow se- slow start to the season. They absolutely have. They have two games in hand on the rest of the league, um, if not more. They have at least two games in hand on the rest of the league, and I think we're going to make them up on this week. So it's grind time. It's starting to get serious. This is where, you know, the rubber meets the road and the real work starts. So, Caps fans, thanks for tuning in on Thursday. The Hockey Trail Hip Check is going to feature hockey nicknames, form or function. And, Polly, you're undecided, right? Yeah, still a mystery. All right. Also, everyone, this week, the Capitals play four 10 p.m. games. We know. We feel you. We're all just going to have to suck it up. Just look. I've given you the fucking pep talk about overwhelming positivity. So, like, you should be ready to run through a wall and stay up a little late to watch your favorite hockey team. Yeah, just drink a Monster Energy at 1030. What's the worst that can happen? Or, like, three, four Locos. Now we're talking. (laughs) All right, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in. Until Thursday, Hockey Troll Poly Cupcakes signing off. Bye. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trollin' on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Follow me. Polly Cupcakes at Polly underscore Cupcakes on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on social and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. Every team, everywhere. Check them out or we're not friends anymore.